Oh, hey guys! I'm sorry, I've been eating so much food because it's Thanksgiving! Yep, and on this exciting episode, episode 29 of This Comics Life, I'm gonna be having a few unknown guests coming in to tell me all about what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right with my comedy, and it's all gonna be done in the style of some football. Yeah, football! I'm also gonna be talking about, oh man, of course, holiday movies, and what movies are so great during this time of year. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be your review show and a lot more, guys. So let's check this holiday one out yeah let's do this Comics Life. This is your host, me, D. Williams, aka Daryl Williams, aka Dumbass, aka Dude that's doing a bunch of cool things lately with comedy and podcasting and all sorts of new stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, I have been hanging out with uh, fellow comedians, doing uh, interviews as well as doing new stuff. It's it's really cool. Uh, this is the only podcast. If you're new to the show, that follows me through my open mic conquests and failures, as well as bringing in maybe oh a sketch or two, and maybe an interview or two. If you want to go check out past episodes, definitely subscribe to this comics life on any of your podcasting forums or media sites i am pretty much everywhere itunes google play uh stitcher all that shit or just go to you know the podcast itself anyway i'm glad you guys are tuning in and if you guys want to definitely check out past episodes they're all there um i don't know though like i've been recently listening to some of my past episodes you know my first episode and second episode and man they are definitely not what this show has become like you can see a very big progression in where these episodes go like i have put in a lot more post-editing a lot more bells and whistles (laughs) and also definitely just you know hopefully try to do a lot more different stuff and show you not just you know open mic comedy but show you you know interviews and all sorts of just randomness and things that i find funny and things that i'm just trying to do as a comedian (laughs) anyway guys uh man the holidays if you guys thought about like what you're gonna get uh you know everybody for christmas already obviously you're probably having to think about christmas you know but people also are on a different 
camp and are telling me like, you know, don't even think about Christmas until Thanksgiving is over. God damn it. I don't want to hear any Christmas music. I don't want to see one reef. I don't want to see one elf. I don't want to see anything. And you're like, well, okay. <laughs> it's a little like, calm down, grandma. Like, calm down. But like, I remember speaking of grandma, she would always ask us for like, you know, Christmas lists really early because I'm assuming she's like most old ladies that liked to like get her Christmas shopping done early and like to probably go to like all just one store or maybe just the mall. Like this was way before like, you know, Amazon and all this other stuff, but I could only imagine, you know, what like Christmas and, and Thanksgiving and Black Friday is nowadays. Ugh. Man, I would totally not love to do that. I don't even know, like, if the deals are even worth it. Like, I'm not even, like, that close to my family, but I would rather do a lot more other things than uh, hang out at a Best Buy or Target all night in, or early Thanksgiving more afternoon into the evening, like, just to get, you know, uh, a cheap TV, uh, you know, and it's probably not even that cheap. It's like $250 off or something. Big whoop. <laughs> my time is worth more, goddammit. And with that said, uh, yeah, like I've, I love Thanksgiving. I love the holidays. Um, you know, it's always a great time of year to hang out with uh, people that you don't normally see throughout the year and you can get your chance to uh, hear all their racist thoughts and all about the, uh, you know, Trump rally. I'm assuming I'm sure that's going to be the big topic to, of most, uh, people's get togethers this year. (laughs) Oh man. I wonder what the over under is for a lot of families for like, you know, when does like you know uncle like ed tell fucking everybody like how much he was uh how much he enjoyed uh trump getting president and uh you know and totally like oh man uncle ed at it again this is where it begins <laughs> and then you know you just take another shot of cutty sark and then you uh you know ask for some turkey <laughs> I always love those movies, you know, with uh, the holidays where, like, there's always these, like, you know, get-togethers through the holiday spirits, and you always have these, like, you know, ensemble casts where you have, like, you know, a bunch of different, like, people showing up, and they're all archetypes of different characters. You know, you always have, like, the one character that's, like, the matriarch or the patriarch, because usually every holiday ensemble cast has to have the mom or the dad or you know the oldest generation maybe it's a grandpa to some or a grandpa mom to the others but it is like one of them's dead right off the bat you know it's always like a a soon loss like there's always that like okay dad just died like last year and this is the first thanksgiving where we're not gonna have dad you know carve the turkey and we're not gonna have him like you know root for the lions this year like he always does and get so pissed off at like them losing every year that he like always goes into the like you know garage but that's his way of just like getting away so he can smoke a cigar or something (laughs) that's his one vice is like man i hate those fucking rams i'm going out to the garage and that's his way of saying i'm gonna go have a smoke and be by myself for a little bit and everybody goes that's dad and just as a little side note uh, i just thought of this uh 
they never get into like why the dad dies. You know, it's always like, you know, something heroic or he had cancer or, you know, he, you know, saved his life trying to like save a, a person from getting mugged or something like that at the grocery store at the, you know, Piggly Wiggly. He was a hero, you know, of course, because he's a war vet, you know, but I would like in my movie just because <laughs> you don't see this every day. It's like uh, the mother finds him, you know, David Carradine style, just with a belt around his neck in the closet, just totally, like, trying to jerk off one last time before, like, he realizes, oh, I just just put it on a little too tight, and now I'm going to the great blue yonder. <laughs> then she has the awkward moment where she has to tell the family that, uh, I found him like David Carradine, guys. <laughs> True American hero. Don't let anybody tell you any different, David. Uh, Kung Fu was the shit. <laughs> Must we not fight evil? Who can defeat himself? For what is evil but the self seeking to fulfill its own secret needs? All that is necessary is that we face it and choose. Anyway, let's get back to it. But here's the other characters. Not just the dad that's died. You have to have the sassy mom that's not quite, you know, hot, but not quite, like, ugly. You know, like a Diane Lane or, like, you know, um, some sort of, uh, you know, what's her face? A Diane Keaton. Don't tell me what to do and don't tell me what to say and when I go out with you. That's over 50. You can have playing this role. And not only is that, but then, you know, since she's in menopause, she's, you know, like constantly battling like her sexuality and whether or not she's going to be hot anymore now that like her, you know, husband's gone. And should she like, you know, even care? And then I went out and I started to, you know, try to find myself. And one of the ways that I found myself was to have um, get interested in tantric sex. And that's what she's going through. So, you know, it always going to have, and, and of course, it's going to, you know, come to a boil right at the beginning of the dinner. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Let's talk about the other characters. Of course, there's got to be. Now, you can interchange any of these archetypes with whatever gender because I've seen plenty of movies like that movie with Anna Kendrick and uh, what's her face uh, Linda Dunham uh, Happy Christmas or we got the obviously Christmas with the Cranks and then we have like a bunch of other movies like uh, This Is Where I Leave You which is not really a Christmas holiday movie but it does involve like it's pretty much verbatim what I've been describing oh and what was that one with uh, Sir Jessica Parker and uh Luke Wilson and a bunch of other people, uh, the family stone. Yeah. That's like a lot like this. What's that one? Like Wazamo one. Oh, with John Leguizamo. It was like, Oh yeah. Nothing like the holidays. Of course. That's how my movie was titled is because we got to always have holiday in the title itself. And here's my title. This holiday season. Why not spend Thanksgiving home with the holiday? On holiday. course all of their names are holiday home with the holidays Duh. hello oh man i know you guys are thinking like well clearly this is gonna be a blockbuster 
But here's the thing. Okay, so let's get into the characters besides the mom and the dad. Okay, we already know that. Now let's get into the, you know, crazy, like, kids. Because holidays always bring in the dysfunctional family. Like, I don't understand, like, why they do that in Hollywood. Where they always say, like, okay, these were huge dysfunctional families. They hate each other. They, you know, don't like each other. They're all different people. They're all different, like, walks of life. But then they all, like, grow up. And now they're, like, away from each other. Like, that's the thing with dysfunctional families. Like, when they get away from each other, they don't come back for the holidays they just stay away from each other. <laughs> so that's where you get it wrong, Holidays. Like, the fact that these kids are all coming back to the home to have one Thanksgiving with each other and have, like, you know, a nice little, like, weekend, that in itself is like, okay, they're not that dysfunctional. They just have quirks about each other. One's the rebel. You know, he rides a motorcycle and he changes his ladies as often as he changes his underwear. You know, once a week. <laughs> One's the one that has, like, that did everything right, that resents the rebel. See, she's by the book, but not on this vacation because she's gonna meet her old crush and then have some really big revelations about how to live life to the fullest. And then, of course, the younger sister, she's the free spirit. She's a little like the rebel, but she's not like a rebel in the sense of that, like, she's a man whore that doesn't change his underwear. No, she's like the artist that does, like, you know, three-dimensional, like, welding with, like, you know, old trash cans and old stuff that she finds at the junkyard. And then she creates, like, you know, crazy art, but she's also a lesbian. And then one also has to be, like, you know, the kooky drug addict slash, like, sympathy case that we all have to, like, you know, secretly, like, hate but also love because they have those like cheesy one-liners and they make those like awkward moments that much more like, ah, good old Brandy. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. So there you go. The, uh, the druggy basket case is already named Randy and he could be, you know, saying things like, you know, like, Hey, what gives? Like (laughs) that's his catchphrases. Hey, what gives? But then, like, okay, okay, okay. So you have, like, you know, Randy is the druggie, but we also have the rebel named Dylan. Duh. Of course his name is Dylan. (laughs) So his deal is he brings home a transgendered stripper. And then, like, you know, after the dinner boils over and they're all, like, fucking hating each other, the uh, even-keeled, like, does-everything-by-the-book girl named uh, Charlotte, she's the oldest, of course, and she's saying, like, to, you know, Dylan at some point, you know, while they're, like, hanging out on a roof or, you know, pushing each other on a swing set in the backyard or something... Like, she just has to, like, at the end of the scene where they, like, you know, get all their, like, frustrations out, to cut the tension, she has to say something that's going to hit the trailer, like, And I'm pretty sure your date has a bigger dick than Randy. (laughs) Oh, man. This is the type of movie we're bringing out, man. This is it. This is the type of movie. But then, okay, here's the moment, too, where 
the kids get back together and they're rummaging through the garage and they find like old, you know, cigar butts. And then they like look closer and they're like, what? It's actually not cigars at all. He's going out there to smoke marijuana. And who should the two kids be? Oh, it should probably be uh, the two girls, the uh, uptight Charlotte and uh, the closeted lesbian Bernice. (laughs) yep her name is bernice that's what makes her the best closeted lesbian ever (laughs) the closeted lesbian bernice the closeted lesbian (laughs) so of course she's around and she goes into the garage with charlotte and she and her have a moment where she goes you know i always thought it was cool that you liked girls And then she goes, you know, I always thought it was cool that you were a bitch. And then they have a, (laughs) 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 no, they don't have that type of moment. (laughs) It's not that crazy of a like family movie. (laughs) But no, they like now, you know, are besties because the, you know, they, they shared a joint and they, you know, shared their favorite dad stories. And like, you know, it's always like, similar things were like oh he took me to see you know see star wars the first uh movie that it came out or the first year that it came out and blah 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 and you're like what dad was a star wars fan he only loved cutty stark and cutting wood <laughs> and you're like yep yep he did he did and that's the thing about this movie is that we learn so much about the father after he's gone See, you don't know anything about somebody until they're gone. (laughs) I know, that's the overlining, deep philosophical message that this family movie slash holiday classic is going to need. It's going to need some sappiness undertones about what it means to die and what what it means to leave a legacy for your family after you're gone. Think about that. Here's the big moment, the climax of the movie, which is, you know, the the dinner itself. So we have the mom that's going through hot flashes, that's trying to look hot, that has a little bit too much cleavage, but she's, you know, looking good for like, you know, what, 68? And then we also have like the, you know, Charlotte, who's met the guy that she knew from high school that she, you know, ran into at the grocery store. And of course, he's just, you know, uh, a firefighter that lost his wife in a, uh, a tragic uh, puppy tragedy. <laughs> uh, she was mauled by a pack of wild puppies. <laughs> so now he's nursing a tragedy of losing his wife to rabid puppies. And now she's invited him to because he has no one to be with over the uh, you know Thanksgiving break and of course he's not working being uh, since there's no fires uh, during holidays of course <laughs> so he's uh, there as well and they're gonna have you know sex someday and maybe not you know in this movie but someday and then so you know there's also uh, the lesbian that uh, you know at some point in the dinner Bernice just you know of course goes I'm a lesbian I fucking love women 
And then, of course, the family's all like, dude, we all know. We all knew that from the beginning. Like, he didn't have to tell anybody. And then she's like, what? Why was I being, like, so worried about, like, not any of you guys accepting it? And you're like, yeah, we accepted it when you were, like, one years old. And you, like, fucking tried to scissors the Barney, like, over and over. Like, that was your favorite toy was the Barney doll. You kept wanting to scissor it. And that's when we knew. Yep, she loved women. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so then we have, the, of course, the druggy guy that's uh, Randy that's, like, you know, just trying to, like, you know, get it together, having some laughs, uh, but then also has a relapse and, you know, gets into some sherry and, you know, some, uh, you know, all sorts of weirdness happens. And then he goes like, what, what, you guys think you're better than me? And then he just storms out. And then, of course, we got to go chase him later. And then we end up, he, you know, was home the whole time in the treehouse or something. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, the, the rebel who's with the transgender stripper, Dylan and Robin, their big reveal is, is that, uh, you know, he loves uh, hot chicks with dicks and he doesn't care that everybody knows that she's transgender and that, uh, you know, to prove how much he's not uh, affected by it, he asks Robin to whip it out and then uh, she proceeds to. And then, of course, the big <laughs> comedic line comes from the mom without missing a beat saying, It is bigger than Randy's. <laughs> oh, man, that would be hilarious because that's the big through line from the whole movie is, you know, Randy has the biggest dick in the family. Aww. And uh, I don't know why that uh, is a family thing that uh, everybody knows, but it's one of those, you know, they're they're that close and everybody knows. But now everybody knows that the uh, Robin, she has the biggest dick. <laughs> maybe that's what causes uh you know uh randy to run away you know into the treehouse to begin with you know and then dylan and randy have a heart-to-heart moment in the treehouse where they talk about like even though he doesn't have the biggest dick in the family he only has one brother with a, a big dick or something i don't know <laughs> this is a movie for the ages <laughs> But here's going to be some trailer taglines that we're going to have from the characters themselves. Like, of course, Bernice is going to have to go, I'm a lesbian. I like to eat pussy. And then, of course, like the mom, her tagline is, uh, Your father's never coming back, and I'm never going to have an orgasm three times a week. Are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, you gotta have one of uh, Charlotte's lines be, uh... When is it my turn to not give a fuck about anything? And then, yeah, the, the firefighter's gotta be like, I'm not putting out any fires tonight. I'm off duty. And then, of course, and then they make out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's the scene is that they're, you know, like, looking at the stars on a top of a, a fire truck. And then they're like, you know, laying you know, on the hoses and stuff. And then they make sweet love on the hoses. <laughs> man, this sounds like a blockbuster. Would you guys watch this? Oh, man. Home with the Holidays. Yep, that sounds like a holiday movie that I love. And I'm glad I made it up just on this spur of the moment. Yep. 
Oh, man. But before we get any further, let me just take a quick commercial break and uh, come back with my guests, John Maiden and Pat O'Groton. Yep, they're world-famous sports announcers, and they love football, and they love everything comedy, so they're going to help me out and critique both of them. So uh, stay tuned, guys, and we're coming back with more uh, comedy goodness. All right. What's worse than finding out you're the son of God? Your first day of high school. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the high school years coming this fall on Fox. Hello everyone, I'm Pat O'Groton, and with me always is John Maiden. Hey, how you doing? Alright, today we're going to be seeing a lot of great comedy from, an, uh, uh, let's see, uh, D. Williams, or is it uh, Daryl Williams? I don't know what, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's a little difficult for somebody that always wants to be called uh, Daryl Williams and also uh, D. Williams at the same time. Yeah, it's a little confusing. You said it, but some of the greats are always confusing, am I right? Uh... I'll take that as a yes. All right, this is a beautiful night or day or whatever you're listening to for uh, comedy. I'm glad that you're uh, tuned in, and uh, what do you think about comedy, uh, John? Uh, man, I just got this uh, Angry Birds app, and it is just great because uh, you got birds, and it uh, takes out, like, pigs, and, uh, you know, one time I had, like, a bird, and uh, I put six legs on it, and I put it in the oven for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, man, I would call that an angry bird. <laughs> All right, John, I don't know if that was a joke or not, but uh, let's go to uh, D. Williams' uh, first bit, and it's uh, with, uh, oh, let's see, uh, says here, uh, with uh, special needs children. Uh, do you like jokes that uh, involved uh, special needs children? children john uh not normally uh I, I don't like to laugh at them and i don't like to laugh with them uh because when usually they're laughing uh they're beating someone or uh you know not doing something uh fun and hip i i like to stay away like at least 50 feet away from uh, all special needs children uh just to be safe all right let's see it from uh, d williams on the first quarter of this comedy uh, open mic stay with us folks do i have to yes you guys find it fascinating that like certain groups have like a particular word that you can't say in front of them but that group uses that word more than anybody else in the world. <laughs> and I'm not like going with the go-to like, you know, N-word and all that. But that is peculiar, right? Like the one like group that's like, don't say that word, but I'm gonna say it every other word. But what I'm really talking about is like retards. Like we can't say the word retard in front of retards, but I know two retards, like, specifically, like, and they use that word nonstop. It's so peculiar. Like, I've told them, in fact, like, dude, you can't say that. And they're like, but it doesn't offend me, so I'm going to say it. And you're like, but it offends me. And they're like, I don't care. Like, they don't get it. Like, they're retards. <laughs> 
Like, I have, a, I have a friend in my day job, and we, uh, we have a special needs guy that works with us. And he's, I swear, like, we play a game where there's like an over-under where we guess how many times he's going to say retard before lunch. And usually the over-under is 23. And uh, it's so funny because we try to get him to say it, but we don't just like say, hey, dude, say this word. Like, we try to do it subtle. So like, recently, all day, I started talking to him like a robot. Where I just would be like, hey, mister, you need to give me this. And he's just like, what the hell is this retard talking about? Like, bam, one, right there. And just throughout the day, it's just so awesome that I can't say it, but to get him to say it, it's like, it makes my day. What did you think about that, John? Uh, I don't know about what that was, but uh, I didn't like it. Uh, it he should have left it off when, when he was talking about the retards, but then he goes off into talking about how many times he wants them to say it, and boom, they're not with him for the rest of the bit. And uh, he probably realizes that he probably shouldn't have said it at all. So, uh, yeah, he got a nice uh, one-two punch there from uh, the, you know, rough and twosome. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you're <laughs> talking about, John, but, uh, yeah, let's go to another clip uh, for the second quarter. Let's hope he has a better second quarter than I uh, first quarter. Uh, you're telling me. Yes, man. The first people that Trump should really deport is not Mexicans, but he should deport psychics. And the ones that have specially predicted that Clinton was going to win. Right? Who wants, like, shit-peddling soothsayers in our America? Not me. I don't want anybody that's, like, not only predicting bullshit, but predicting the wrong bullshit. Like, I find it so fascinating that, like, we still have people in America that's like, who cares about forensic science? I believe in magic. And, like, no matter how much science is around, like, there were still seven precincts, police precincts, that used psychics to find murdered children this year. In 2016. Look it up. So there were thousands of precincts that were, like, law and order style that were, like, fuck that, we're going to go into science, we're going to find, like, forensics, we're going to, like, do the fingerprints, all that bullshit. But seven precincts were, like... Mm, I'm into magic. Like, I don't want science to, like, tell me where, like, my dead people are. I don't want this person that has a hunch where the dead people are to tell me it. And you know what's so awesome is that, like, not only can you, like, say that you predict bullshit, but you can say that you can predict a pr specific type of bullshit. Like, there's psychics that are like, oh, I'm a medium, I talk to dead people. But then there's others that are like, no, I predict the future. So there's like two different people that are like, I'm selling bullshit, but not that bullshit, this other bullshit. And that's the bullshit that I want to sell. Like, if I was a psychic, I would totally want to be the psychic that's like, I predict in the next day or two, you're going to fart. And then if you didn't fart, people would be like, what's wrong with that person? Like, not the psychic, but the person that's not farting for two days. But if you did fart in the next two days, I would be now sit suddenly like, oh wow, he's a soothsayer. He knows when I'm gonna fart. So nuts. 
well, John, what did you think of that? Psychics, huh? Funny stuff. Psychics? What the hell? I would never go to a psychic. Crooked-eyed gypsies, that's what they are. Always trying to take your silver from your pocket watch. I went to a psychic once, and they told me that I should never fly. That's why I got the bus. Turned out that the psychic owned a dealership right next door that sold RVs. Took me six months to figure that one out. That's an interesting segue, but yes, this was an interesting first half. We had many laughs, but a bunch of obstacles in our way that kept us from preventing to getting a win. But there's lots of game left, so please come back with us to the second half of this open mic fiasco known as the D. Williams Open Mic Set. Yes, and then I'll tell you about the time I went to a medium who told me that my long-lost brother was Captain Crunch. Oh, brother. What's wrong, boy? Has love got you down? Don't worry. There's a new website for that. Dogdating.com. The dating site exclusively for dogs. Don't worry, boy. You won't have to be waiting in dog years to sign up. It just takes minutes. That's right. Dogdating.com. The dating website exclusively for dogs. Alright, we're back on this exciting open mic contest competing against D. Williams for comedy mic superiority. What are your thoughts, John, so far? Uh, yeah, so, uh, he's, he's going out really big swings, but, uh, he's not hitting a lot of home runs, and, uh, if I want to, uh, tell you any more sports metaphors, uh, I think he's about love 40 right now. All right, John, so, uh, just one sports metaphor at a time. We're doing football right now, so if you want to tell us about a football metaphor, that would be great. Uh, yeah, so I think he's about, uh, four and two right now, and he really needs to, uh, push it through because, uh, he needs a double right now let's see what he uh, does in the uh, second half and uh, I hope he goes out uh, with something really big let's see it here's the kickoff for the second half of this uh, fighting match do you guys ever wish about like different things with involving farts like not just like the fact that it's hilarious to hear them but like I always wish Look recently that like every time I farted on a bicycle, it would instantly boost myself. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? And not only am I thinking about boosting and farting, I'm thinking like, okay, if I farted like a little bit, it would just boost me like 14% faster. But if I like almost shit my pants, I would like go 86% faster. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Miss. Here, come up to me. I want you to do a fart sound effect, and I will tell you how fast I would go on a bicycle. Okay, okay, that sounds like maybe about 56% faster. Not crazy, not like crazy, like, whoa, I can't handle this, but it is like definitely like, oh, I can get up a hill for sure. That's awesome. Miss, do you ever fart? No, that's impossible. Google says that women fart 13 times a day. No, it's true. Google said it is, so it's true. 
Yeah. No, it's true. Google it, women. I'm sorry to say, like, but you do fart. And that's the thing. Like, we, it's not like we're going to not have sex with you. Like, if you farted right now, three of us would still be like, I'm down. Like, two of us are gay, so, like, it's not going to, like, matter to them. But three of us are still going to be like, I don't care if you farted in my face. Like, at least you're still, like, down. All right, John, what do you think about that game? He is looking a little bit better this second half. He is definitely moving the chains. And, uh, yeah, I, I like this uh, guy right now. He's uh, definitely, uh, uh, who doesn't like a nice good fart joke right there at the beginning of the second half? Uh, yeah, that gets people right at their uh, seats, and uh, it definitely, who doesn't laugh at those good fart jokes right there? Uh, this guy has a lot of promise, and I like to see him moving down the field and having, uh, you know, a fart joke do that. And it has also made me think about my last time that I was on a bicycle, and uh, and boy would I have appreciated a little boost there. Do you mean uh, farting so you could uh, go a little faster? Boom. Yep, yep. Yep, I wish I could fart. Thanks, John. That's a little bit too much information, but that's what makes you awesome. Let's go back to the game and finish up this fourth quarter. What do you say? If there's more fart jokes, I'm all in. Do you guys think to yourselves, like, as taxpayers, like, if I could pay a little bit more in taxes, it would be cool to have, like, certain perks, like, depending on how much you pay? Like, would you guys be willing to pay a little bit more if you could get certain things? Like, a a literal get-out-of-jail-free card? Like, I'm not talking to, like, okay, like, the first tier is, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card. But it's not like, you know, you get out of, like, first-degree murder or anything. It's like you get out of, like, little stuff. Like, you run a stoplight, or you have sex with a 17-year-old, like, two days before she turns 18. Like... Little stuff. Like, not that, like, stuff that's gonna, like, hurt the world. But, like, afterwards, like, if you get into the second tier, you could actually, like, get into, like, really cool stuff, like driving a tank. Like, wouldn't that be cool, like, if you paid enough taxes, you could just, like, mow over, like, a cow or, like, a donkey in a tank? Wouldn't that be cool? Nah, I guess not. What if you, like, could shoot a torpedo at, like, a killer whale? Like, if you paid enough in taxes. Wouldn't that be sweet? I think that would be kind of cool. I would be willing to pay more in taxes, especially if I could, like, tell it, like, where I want my taxes to go. Like, that would be so sweet. Like, I want it to, like, yeah, improve roads, but I also want it to, like, have me, like, fund NASA so people could have sex in space. Like, wouldn't that be cool, too? Like, if you paid enough in taxes, you could fuck, like, not your wife, but, like, you know, somebody cool in space. That would be sweet, right? If you could hold in your, like, vomit and also, like, you know, have an orgasm. I think that would be kind of cool if you could pay enough in taxes. One minute. All right. The best thing I think about taxes is that if you paid enough in taxes, you could have magically a... Weekend at Bernie scenario with a dead president. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Is if you could, like, have a, a party, like, on the weekend, and then say, like, hey, Willard Fillmore, or, like, Abraham Lincoln is going to come and visit. 
and of course you like play some Jamaican music, and then suddenly he just gets up from the grave and then just starts partying with you. Like, wouldn't that be awesome if you, if you just suddenly magically paid enough in taxes, you could have Abraham Lincoln's dead body party with you for a nominal fee, like, and a few hours. You know, it's not like all day. It's just for like, you know, a couple of limbo sticks, and then like at the end, you use them as a pinata, and like candy comes out of them. Like, that would be so awesome. All right, guys. All right, John, what did you think about that last half? He sure pulled out a bunch of weird stuff at the end and then ended up making it for a little bit of a yardage, but then pulled it out and squeaked out one for a win, I'd say. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably, uh, didn't want to call this a, uh, a, an intentional win, but, uh, nevertheless, uh, he had a rocky start with the, uh, special needs kids, but then, uh, got a... Picked up some points with the uh, fart jokes and then ended up with uh, some weird tax things that uh, ended up working out okay. But uh, I think he needs a lot of work in the next uh, postseason coming up here. You said it. Uh, now hopefully he doesn't get arrested uh, in the offseason for uh, beating his wife with a uh, tire iron. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, probably uh, he'd be more likely getting uh, beat by his wife with a uh, tire iron. Let's say that. Nevertheless, let's hope he doesn't cross his lovely lady. All right, for John Maiden and myself, Pat O'Groton, this has been Daryl's Open Mike. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, he better pay us next week if I'm going to be showing up. No doubt. Men, are you tired of using just a regular Uber to take you around from bar to bar? Well, now there's Boober. Yeah. Topless Uber. Just think of it as your own private strip club in a car. Except she's not stripping and she's driving you to your mom's house. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Boober. Just download the app and you'll have a topless girl driving you anywhere you want. Mm. Who doesn't want to have a topless chick driving you around at 3.30 in the morning trying to find a Taco Bell? Certainly me. And you can do it too with Boober. The Topless Uber. Alright everybody, thank you once again for tuning in to This Comics Live with your host me, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Drumstick, a.k.a. Person That Loves Thanksgiving. Yeah! And I hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving and don't forget, there will be a new episode. I know, I'm putting in the Midnight Oil next Monday, the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Hopefully we'll be talking about, uh, I don't know, stand-up comedy. Hey, there's a surprise. And maybe I'll have a guest and who knows what will be involved. But you'll just have to tune in to find out next week. And uh, if you guys like the show, definitely write me a review on iTunes or Google Play Music or any of those uh, podcasting services. It definitely helps me spread the word. As well as if you want to uh, like and subscribe on Facebook and Instagram, it's This Comics Life. Or you can follow me on Twitter at The D Stories. (laughs) Yup. All right, guys, and if you're also old like myself, you can write me an email at thiscomicslifepod at gmail.com and definitely hit me up at various open mics throughout L.A. and Orange County and Long Beach. It's going to be awesome, so uh, I hope to see you all there, and thanks again for tuning in, and peace out. Peace out.